for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings shall we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. You, between you, me, between rock everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 85 of Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And unfortunately, Will can't make it this week. But I called in the most prolific guest in Blue Harvest history. The man who has more appearances than any guest on the books. The one and only, Mr. Steve Crothy. What up? What up? It's Steve Cobra. Steve Crothy is my real name. Steve Cobra is what most people know me. I'm happy to be here. It's a big episode. It is a big episode. What's up, Will, by the way? Yeah, you're, buddy. You're, you're missed. I wish you were here. I was looking forward to seeing you. <clears throat> yeah, the, the most unfortunate thing about Will not being here is this is, uh, we got some big news this week. Uh, but before the big news, I'm going to give you guys the business. The business. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. Email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. And buy our shit at tpublic.com slash users slash user slash Blue Harvest Podcast. Well done. So, big news, huh? I've uh, I've been teasing it on Twitter over the last 24 hours or so. People think it was it's oh you got a big guest yeah I got fucking Steve Cobra son that's right that's right the big news but there's some some other big news you have a Snoke theory yes I figured <laughs> out who Snoke is Steel stop listening now buddy because I want you to still respect me <laughs> I can't take it um. We are now officially part of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Hell yes. That's fucking right, son. The Making Star Wars Podcast Network, now featuring Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast. And dude, I am fucking stoked. I got the call last night from the dawn of Star Wars podcasting, Mr. Jason Ward himself. It's like getting called to the big leagues. Hey, kid. Why don't you come up here? It's like that song, Boston, by Boston. 
We were just another band out of Boston. And that what? No. It's rock and roll band. Rock and roll band. But still, yes. It was off the record, Boston. That's what I was thinking, maybe. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, so Jason called me up, drove a Cadillac car, smoked a big cigar. <laughs> and he was like, hey, you want to be part of the said, fucking hey, network? Kid, I think this podcast is out of sight. Hey, hey, he did say something like that. So, yeah, we're part of the network. Now, there's going to be a few changes uh, associated with this. Nothing huge. We will no longer be on uh, released on Fridays. Now, from now on, our release day is going to be every Saturday. It's just a day later. Um, and, and that'll help me out getting the podcast together and stuff and making sure it's up to making Star Wars quality. Uh, really, that's about the only change. Nothing else. Um, so yeah, fucking stoked. We're part of a respectable podcast network. Congratulations, man. Uh, it's honestly a long time coming. Thanks, buddy. Um, this podcast is great. And I'm not saying that because I'm on it. I'm just saying that because it's a great podcast. I listen to it anyway. So, for those of you that don't know what the Making Star Wars Podcast Network is, uh, I'm going to clue you in. They are your source for daily Star Wars podcast releases. You Every day of the week, they have a show coming out. And uh, we are on the network with the likes of Now This Is Podcasting. One of the very podcasts that inspired me to get into this whole Star Wars podcasting thing. Steel Wars. You know you know, I have a borderline homosexual crush on Steel Saunders and his cat, Jerry. He's great, man. I love Steel. Me He's too, so man. so funny. He's a great dude. Rebel Girl. Two kick-ass ladies talking about Star Wars. If you told me when I was 14 I could listen to a radio show where two kick-ass ladies talk about Star Wars, I don't know what I would have done. Yeah, congratulations, 14-year-olds. You live in Nirvana. Yeah, no shit, right? 14-year-old Star Wars fans? You don't know how good you got it. No, when I was 14-year-old, 14 years old, you know the only thing that was out? Fucking Star Wars books. And I was the only kid reading them in school, and people were like, Star Wars. You could probably recite them front to back. No one's ever going to see his dick. (laughs) The Cantina cast. Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners. I'm not familiar with that one, but it sounds... Like so it could be a good could time. Be interesting. Yeah. Uh, First order transmissions. Idiots array. Tarkin's top shelf, and the cargo hold. Was that Tarkin's top shelf? Yes. Okay. Uh, for a second, I thought you said Tarkin's top chef, which I would oh, be all about. That would have to be Will's fucking Star Wars, <laughs> like his solo show. Hey man. <laughs> yeah. Today I'm gonna teach you how to make some tapas. <laughs> what you need to do is you need to go get you some avocado. And he gets you some lime. <laughs> you're going to have to feed 50 stormtroopers, and you're only going to have 30 minutes. Sorry, that would be funny. Oh, man. So, yeah. Uh, hopefully, like, I like didn't make too big of a deal about this on the social media, and people were like, oh, that's it? I kind of thought you were on there already. Jason said that to me last night. He was like, people kind of think you're on the network already. Well, you weren't, and now you are. So, congratulations. Yeah. It's worth it. So, we're going to talk about some Star Wars news, which there's not a lot of. Uh, so, I would expect uh, some tangents to be gone down on. I already cooked up a couple because I knew Steve was coming. I got one that I think is going to be, it's a unrelated to Star Wars question, but I think I'm going to ask it to everybody that comes on. I love this topic. We'll get that to that in a second. 
uh, fuck it. Let's jump into it right now because I want to ask you about Rogue One. We haven't gotten you on oh, yeah, that's record right. yeah, talking that's about right. Rogue One. Yeah, good call. Before we get to that, why don't we let's do a little icebreaker for the new people listening. Maybe there's some new people listening now that we're on such a respectable fucking network. Like, we got pulled up to the big leagues, son. I'm real <laughs> excited. I've had an excellent day. I've been bebopping around. People are like, that dude got laid last night. Yes, I did. By Jason fucking Ward. Orally <laughs> over the phone. All right. I think I've or I've audibly sucked his dick enough. We can move on. Do you have, and the only reason that I thought about this today is because I was listening to mine. Do you have a guilty pleasure album? And if you want me to break the ice and go first on this, I will. I mean, doesn't every everybody's got a guilty pleasure album? Everybody, right? everybody's got to have that at least one. I probably have more than one. I know I was listening to one of my top ones. Is no, I mean, like, are we talking about stuff that you will listen to in public and just kind of deal with it, like you like it enough to deal with it, or are we talking about stuff that you're like deeply ashamed of that you would only listen to when it's yourself in the car? And there's nobody else around but God to judge you on this horrible music choice. Which one of those? I think it may be a little more of that second one. Because I I listened to it at work today on the headphones and on the way home. But like, I wouldn't, like if we were hanging out playing Street Fighter, this album would not be in the rotation rotation. to listen to while we're playing Street Fighter. We got to do that soon. Yeah, yeah, we do. We need to. Um, So I'll start by saying Clint Black's first record, Killing Time. I know every song on that record, front to back. Okay. All the, I can sing it all. I mean, that's that's one of them. You know, like, I'm sure I can rattle off a few more. Mine, the one I was listening to today, Hootie and the Blowfish, <laughs> Cracked, Cracked Rear, Rear View. View. Oh, yeah, that's it. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's and a good one. Actually, Counting Crows first record is kind of a guilty pleasure record for me. Uh, now that you mention it, it kind of fits in that hootie category. But yeah, that's one I can still. Oh, well, Anna oh. began. I caught myself singing at the court. And, and I'm not the only one in the room. Like, I was singing while I was working. Let her cry. <laughs> Let the tears come down like rain. Let her sing. That's Fuck a good it. one. Good tune. Oh, I, I'm not joking. I listened to that song. I listened to the whole album front to back. I, I skip. Only want to be with you. Nice. I don't like that song. It got played out for me yeah. in fifth grade when I first one. got the album. I like hold hold my hand. <laughs> oh, that hold my hand is That's a jam. fucking yeah. jam. <laughs> with a little love and some tenderness, we'll rise above the water. Nice. We'll rise Go. above the mist <laughs> with a little peace and some harmony. I'm telling you, man, like just like you, I know every word to that album. Beautiful. Deep cuts it. and all. Time! Why you punish me like a wave crashing into the shore? Somebody record this and send it to a, was it Darius Rucker? You know, he name? does country music now. Yeah, yeah. He, didn't he win like a, an award, or am I crazy? I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe he won like a CMT award or something. I do, I'm not up on the country. He's not as good as Clint Black, let's face it. Ooh, sandbagged. <laughs> well, I mean, I do not. I have not listened to one Darius Rudker solo country <laughs> western. I would have the slightest clue. I hope those fucking country and western singers are nice to him. Because he's a black guy in country. Oh, man. They're, they're, I, he's fine. I could see Big and Rich being a dick to him. I don't know about that. You know who Big and Rich I is. I do. They're, that's well, barely. fucking horrible. 
Yeah. <laughs> Save a horse, ride a cowboy. That's one of those moments I wish I was like a fly on the wall or in the studio when they were like, <laughs> yeah. Save a fucking horse, ride a fucking cowboy, man. All coked up and sweaty. <laughs> wearing their hats indoors. Oh, no. Their feet stinking like shit because they've been wearing cowboys. It, like, they don't have to wear the whole get up to the studio. But they do. Like, but they do. They fucking do. Like the and the, the string type bolo the ties bolo and ties. shit. Yeah. The same fucking horse, ride a fucking cowboy. And I'd be like, no. <laughs> Look at me big. Look at me rich. No. 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 Yeah, you would have been a good producer. <laughs> Lost the job. They give it to fucking Mutt Lang or some shit. Yeah, there you go. Another one, uh, and you might hate it, but it's it's Corn's first record, which you know that is hey. that is not even a guilty pleasure well, I know, for me. That's what I mean, like that's a guilty pleasure for me. <sighs> but like, I I mean, you know, I know all the words on it. I can sing you every song on that on that record too. Man, that's a good one. They were touring that album a couple of years back. Like where they like their concert was they just played that album front to back and I missed it. Is it embarrassing? I think sometimes I wonder and I know this is embarrassing. I've seen Korn 13 times in concert. I mean no. That's I mean, embarrassing. No, it's not. It's that's not. It would be more embarrassing if I was like I've seen Creed 13 it, times Yeah, in that would be so much worse. And I mean honestly be okay. We're good. Okay. I mean, honestly, like, that's kind of just the person you are. You you like things and you want to experience them as much as possible. You go see Star Wars movies a lot. Yep. So, yeah, why not see a band you really like a bunch? If I got to see Tool 13 times, I would. But oh, my God. They I've don't only tour seen them enough. Like three or four times. I used to say Korn was my favorite band. And it took me a long time. Like, I, I felt like I was breaking up with a, <laughs> a girl that, like, we just, I really liked, but we weren't compatible. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, nah, it's Tool's not, my favorite band. It's not you, it's me. You yeah. Know? Like, I would still... if it, See, this is the thing. When I was a kid, I would go hours away to see Corn. Sure, me too. Hours. I went to Biloxi. That's like a six-hour drive. Took some long trips. Like, my mom would drive me sometimes and, like, drop me off. And I'd go in. It would be like that movie Almost Famous where she's like, don't do drugs. <laughs> and everybody turns around and is like, don't do drugs. <laughs> They'd have to basically play your kitchen for me to come see them. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like, now, if they came to Iron City, yeah. like, I don't know if they're BJCC size anymore. Maybe Oak Mountain. Yeah, I think Oak Mountain probably. We're talking venues now. <laughs> let's go, let's go on. I'm so excited that I'm fucking going off on tangents. <laughs> Jason's like, yes, please be part Get of the network. Of this, and then the first 10 minutes, I'm like, oh, I like Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got to check out more of this guy's stuff. Oh my god, I'm blowing it! I'm blowing it. <laughs> all right, Let's we're gonna move on. Pause, edit all that out. <laughs> I think they need to know. New listeners may need to know yep. what they're in store for. Don't be afraid, it's okay. We're, we're gonna go to a safe I, place. I don't sing Hootie and the Blowfish every episode. No, this is definitely outside. This It's amazing, though. I wish you were here. I'm hyped it. up. I'm hyped up. I'm drinking an old-fashioned. We know what that, that means. Mm-hmm. I'm but, drinking a delicious, good people... Pale Ale. If you live in the Southeast and you have a chance to drink some good people beers, you should do so. They're awesome. That's totally free plug. You're welcome, good people. There you go. Um, so, <clears throat> Rogue One. We've gotten a, pretty much a lot of our sort of regular guests' reactions to Rogue One. But we haven't gotten to talk to you since release night. You went yeah, with, with us you. in the big group. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, man. 
on it, it was interesting to hear the other podcasts where you guys talked about the movie and stuff and kind of how that opinion aged just kind of naturally because you're on i listen to you every week and right um you know how kind of high everybody was on it and then saw it a few times and <clears> let <throat> let it sink in a little bit and I think it's it's a really good movie, but yeah, there's parts of it that are whatever. But uh, for by and large, I thought it was an awesome movie, and it didn't feel like two hours and fifteen minutes at all. I was well satisfied yeah. by the end of it. I don't think Disney has like the new Disney era of Star Wars. I don't think they have produced the perfect Star Wars movie yet. Not yet. I think they have it in them. I think the pieces are coming into place. Like falling into place. Mm-hmm. I think episode eight could be something really special with the director. It being the middle movie of this trilogy and stuff. Let's hope so, because this is typically where, you know, the weaker movie probably would be, right? Like, yeah. And, and well, I mean, <clears throat> you know, classically, Empire Not, Strikes Back bucked that trend. That's, yeah, that's true. There's, there's, there's several actually, like the second Terminator. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? Terminator 2 may be the best action movie of all time. Just Aliens. when considered. Yeah. Aliens is fucking good, too. Yeah. Um, oh, I I just hit a pothole because our good buddy Evan just sent me the new logo treatment for the podcast as... Um, I get to be the first to see it. Yes, you get to be the first to see it. And it incorporates our buddy's buddy ben's new logo for us awesome look at that shit right there oh it looks terrific god damn evan when you hear this buddy ben when you hear this buddy i'm seeing this for the first time right now and it's blowing my goddamn mind yeah well done fellas holy shit that's what i like to do two star wars fans two incredible artists collaborating it's me holding like i'm like no you guys kiss God damn, that's amazing. Um, yeah, you have some really good listeners. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes, we do. Yeah, that's that's one thing. We're definitely coming with a, a grip of awesome listeners to the network. So, uh, yeah, I know what you mean by the opinions changing. There's actually... I've On some things, I've shifted completely on Rogue One, and other things I've cooled, and... I think I've had a more varied reaction to this one afterwards than any of the others. Yeah. Like, originally I said it was like an 8.5. And then, like, after the second or third viewing, it might have even dipped below that. But now I feel like it's evened out. Like, I don't know. It's just... It's still weird to me watching such a self-contained singular story in Star Wars that's Mm -hmm. not set up for a sequel we're not going to see these characters again unless it's in like books or something like right there's no way they're ever going to do a gen prequel movie you know probably not probably not probably not. i believe by now the movie has crossed a billion yeah that's very nice it's made a lot of money it is not it's definitely not in force awakens territory but it wasn't mm-hmm. going to be there's no. no way you make like i doubt even episode eight is going to hit Force Awakens territory because it's not going to have the Episode Seven hype. I don't. Right. It's going to be a long time before that happens, if it ever does. Yeah, again. I mean, you had a lot of time in between those movies, you know, and getting the original actors back together. Oh my god, you had a really perfect storm going on there. <clears throat> so, 
thought I would ask you as a, a, rail, a well-read individual, a man who enjoys a good story and likes to see storylines finished out in an adequate way, in a fulfilling way, what do you think they should do about Leia? Oh, man, that's a tough one. <clears throat> um, you know, uh, it's it's tough to lose Carrie Fisher. Oh, Obviously, yeah, you've been over it a lot. Um, but, yeah, you know, um, I don't think you do. I, I, I would hate to see her um, get, like, the CGI treatment. or. Well, you know they said they're not doing that. Yeah, which is good, I think. I think you try and write her out of the story as best as possible. Maybe have her make off-screen decisions or something like that, and then write her out. But yeah, you know, or 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 kill her off in the story. You know, like it's unfortunate, but I just know. don't see how they can do. I don't know what the word an adequate death scene for her having. Assuming this is assuming that they didn't already film something like that for eight, right. I get the feeling that they didn't because there was that story that there was some pivotal scenes for Leia planned for episode eight and nine. I don't see how you can do a real, like, I don't know. It's such a touchy subject, but I don't know how you can make a (laughs) adequate death scene without her having filmed it. Right. Yeah. Where I I just feel like it would have to happen off camera, you know? Yeah. Like that's, that's probably the only way they're going to be able to, to do it without like kind of, you know, pissing people off, I think. The thing even that's going to annoy people, I guess, but, you know, I don't know. The thing is, is from every indication we have, episode eight starts pretty much immediately after episode seven, which is a first for Star Wars. There's always at least a couple of years or a year gap in between the movies, like time timeline wise. Maybe it's something they could do with a longer time gap in between eight and nine. You know what I'm saying? Mm hmm. It would suck, but maybe she dies off screen between eight and nine. I can't see that yeah. being fulfilling either, though, man. Still, you, you know, know, that's uh, I mean, fulfilling is is not something that I think is going to happen. You know, you shouldn't. Yeah, that's one thing I think most people should try to make peace with is you're not going to have your wishes fulfilled here. And, and that's unfortunate. And that's just you know, it sucks, but it is what it is. They're going to do the best they can. Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing is I had faith in them. Um, Personally, I'm glad they decided not to go the CGI route. I thought Tarkin and Leia both looked pretty good to great in Rogue One. I mean, but it's, it took me out of it a bit. Like I knew it right away. Yeah. And it wasn't like the worst in the world, you know, like they did a really good job. It's almost there. But, you know, hey, it, it could be worse. It was like almost like they were testing it out for the standalone movie. Right. You know, to see what they could get away with before doing it in, in something that counts. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And I was trying to explain to Johnny, like, which he understood. And when I say explain, I don't mean like he wasn't. He was a, <laughs> didn't understand or was uh, arguing with me. Tarkin, Peter Cushing was a very specific type of actor cold calculated especially the character of Tarkin never lost his cool doesn't emote much you know what I'm saying very stiff back arms crossed behind his back kind of character that's easier to pull off in CGI than fucking Carrie Fisher mm-hmm. being fucking smart ass wise ass awesome princess Leia you right. know mm-hmm. and plus yeah, I don't know it's just such a sticky situation it is terrible it's yeah. just terrible that it's even 
It fucking sucks. Yep. Um. Do you do you have HBO Go? Yes. You should watch Bright Lights. Okay. It is a documentary about Carrie Fisher and her mom that they filmed. It was filmed basically sort of during and around when she was doing episode seven. So it's not that old. And it wasn't supposed to come out until like April, but with Carrie Fisher passing away, they pushed the release date up. It's really good. It's sad in retrospect, of course, but it's really good. It's really, really good. Um, so let me uh, change the subject on you a little bit. Here. All right. So you might be getting some new listeners here. Why don't just give a brief synopsis of yourself a little bit? You know, everybody kind of knows you from listening, but uh, to any new listeners, you know, you're you're a huge Star Wars fan, obviously. But like, right, you know, what I else? don't know. This feels like a like when you see rehab on TV <laughs> or AA, and he's like, I suck dick for cocaine. <laughs> Boo this man! Tell me about your mother. I, I'm Halls. Uh, this, this show is typically me and my buddy Will, my best friend Will, who I've known since the college days. We talk about Star Wars. We have all our friends from this. This is live, live to recorded from Birmingham, Alabama. So it's Southern Fried Star Wars podcasting. That's right. And there's a lot of in jokes and references to the show i don't know this is awkward. pretty good i mean you, you threw know, me in an awkward ass you, situation you, you Steve. Do all right you know you never have to actually describe your show probably but uh you did a good job you know um your first day at school mm-hmm. when the, the teacher would be like now everybody's gonna stand up and say a little bit about themselves <laughs> that's why i always hated first <laughs> day of school took back took you back to elementary school yeah and Sorry i would be my name is Holmes, and i like <laughs> um hootie and the blowfish and star wars <laughs> There was when I was thinking, we don't need to get back on the guilty. I'll start singing again <laughs> for another time. Fuck it. I was thinking, like, after I came up with that question for the podcast, that little icebreaker question, I was thinking what some of my other guilty pleasure albums would be. And a lot of them, like, I came up with, I don't even know that they were like Bush's first album. Right. I don't even consider that a guilty pleasure. No, it's, it's a good record. You never heard Machine Head, Glycerin? Amazing. Well, I, there's some deep cuts I like on there. Oh, record, there's yeah. some deep cuts on there that are good. This song called Alien. That's excellent. That's good. Yeah. I like Come Down. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Hey. Here we go. It's happening again. We were we were kids in the 90s, right? Everyone, well, you know, coming of age in the 90s. Yeah. Right. No Doubts first out. Well, second yeah. out. But Tragic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I haven't listened to that to, in years. Like, I'll go years without listening to that Hootie and the Blowfish album. And then something will be like, oh, you should listen to that. And I'll tear it up for like two days, and then years will go by before I listen to it again. That's the wonderful age we live in now with like Spotify and Amazon mm-hmm. Music and shit. Yeah, to the point where I can just not know what to listen to. I'll just stare at my phone and be like, "What? Are, what? Are, I can't search my mind banks anymore." <clears throat> it's like trying to uh, pick something on Netflix. Oh, yeah, it's just too many options. Sometimes, like Jesse will be like, "Do you want to watch a movie?" And I'll be like, "Yes, but you got to pick, and I don't care what it is because I do not want to scroll through Netflix for forty-five minutes." Have you watched the OA? Watched a couple episodes. Um, I was, I, I'm not quite so stoked about it yet, I guess, but um, I'm not that far into it. Right. So, you know. Um, I'll say this: it was it was good. The last episode, and I'm typically a fan of last episodes of things. I'll I'll stand up for them. Not great. Mm. 
So I'll be interested to see what you think about it. Yeah, it's good to see Netflix pouring so much money back into That's got to be a fairly high-budget show. Mm -hmm. They do some neat effect shots and stuff on it. Um, Have we ever asked you what you would like to see if they were to do a Star Wars TV show, like a Netflix original? Like, I like to ask that sometimes. Is there anything that would, like, you would be excited to see as a Star Wars TV show? Probably Bounty Hunter type stuff. Oh. Yeah. You're just sucking up to me now. No, man. I mean like that's that's interesting to me, right? Like, a, yeah. I mean, I know you bristle at like kind of gritty, gritty comparisons to Star Wars, and I don't even want to say like gritty, but you know, I guess you know, not like dark, but a, a little darker in tone. You know, you could still do a little darker in tone and not be and still be cartoonish. You know what right. I mean? Uh, and and keep that kind of vibe. Like, it kind of annoys me when people in the reviews of rogue one are like, it was so gritty. I know. Right. It's so annoying. Yeah. But like, and, and I, for star Wars, it was, there were definitely right. parts that were fucking gritty yeah. for star Wars. You have your main he, hero. That's probably what he went for. The director in right. his mind was like, I need to, I want a little grit, you know? <laughs> right. And I, I get that. Like I know, and that's fine. But what I'm saying is like, come on, man, gritty. Have you ever right. seen fucking, I don't know, dark and gritty, uh, Requiem for a Dream? Yeah. I do not want to no. see Star Wars Requiem for Fuck a Dream. No. no, nobody wants to see that. You know what I'm that. saying? Yeah, nobody wants to see For that. Star Wars, for a what essentially is a sci-fi sort of comic book movie, in in all honesty, you know what I mean? It's pulpy, comic booky, awesome action yeah. with a ton of lore built in and shit. Yeah, okay, it was sort of gritty. <laughs> but... I don't want like people are like like dude like Game of Thrones Star Wars with tits and death and stuff and like that's not gonna that's no. not gonna feel right. No, they don't need to do that. I don't think. I'm sure there's plenty of people it's are. Far. It's, it's too, too far. far. There is taking it too far. Like, have you watched any of the Marvel Netflix series? Uh, I've seen the first season of Daredevil, Jessica Jones. Okay, uh, so I think that's about it. But I liked them. I enjoyed so, them. So I don't even know that you go that dark. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, For no, Star Wars. I don't think so either. I think you, you're looking at like PG-13, you know? Right. Like, Which The Force Awakens and Rogue One have yeah, been, but just, I think you could still push the PG-13 yeah, a little, a bit. little push further. Push it a bit, but yeah, it doesn't need to go much farther than that. I, I would agree with you. I mean, like maybe have like a character die, not even a, a real character, but like a red shirt from Star Trek or something like right. that. You know, like a, a person who shows up at the beginning and dies by the end of the episode kind of thing. They could do that. So, um... Something I'm very excited about. And it's been a second that I've been this excited. When I say I'm excited, I'm fucking excited. Um, You're not familiar with, you've never really seen, but you know what I'm talking about when I say Star Wars Rebels. Yes. It's Mm -hmm. the animated show that's on TV right now. Yes. Not typically been some of my favorite Star Wars of late. Johnny loves that show, right? Johnny is a huge fan. That's what I heard. Man... You should see his back tattoo. Oh, yeah. Dude, it is impressive. He's got the whole ghost crew, Visago, fucking um, uh, Darth Maul. He's got Ahsoka. He's got Captain Rex, old Captain Rex. The whole crew, villains, Callus, all the Inquisitors, ships. He went for it, huh? He went for it, man. I was like, respect. Yeah, I mean, you have to. Respect, Johnny. He's got Chopper coming out of his butthole. (laughs) I was like, mm, maybe a little too far, but it's an original idea. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, probably nobody else has that. Uh, they have a story arc coming up 
that is it's literally like something they plucked out of my brain so since you're not as familiar with the star wars animation side of things i'll clue you in a little bit there's a show called clone wars that sort of filled in the space in star wars between episodes two and three and in that they introduced some more mandalorian backstory you know mandalorians are yeah both Boba fett, fett. right mm-hmm. mandalorian armor i can't be your friend without knowing what a mandalorian okay, is okay Making sure. I don't like to assume. <laughs> you and I really, you know? really, really bonded once you knew uh, that I knew what who Salacious Crumb was. Right, right. Was. See, because, like, of course, anybody listening to this show is like, oh, who doesn't know who Salacious Crumb is? Right. But- if I said the word Salacious Crumb in order to, like, my mom, she'd think I'd ha- I was having a stroke. <laughs> Same thing <laughs> with most of my friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, go up to, like, Brad and be like, hey, Brad, Salacious Crumb. <laughs> You'd be like, tonight at the Nick? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I saw them with Ember. Their first record's better than their first record. (laughs) Perfect. Um, They introduced the Death Watch in Clone Wars, which was sort of the more militaristic, mercenary sort of sect of Mandalorians. And they had a guy named Pre Vizsla, who was their leader, Voiced by John Favreau. Oh, cool. And he had this lightsaber that was called the Darksaber. So you're talking about a dude in Mandalorian armor fighting with a lightsaber. You're literally taking two of my most favorite Star Wars elements, Mandalorian armor and lightsaber, and combining them together. Sold. <laughs> Hell right? yeah. At one point, Darth Maul gets the saber and he starts using it. Well, they've started, they've reintroduced it into Rebels. And they gave like little be- bits of backstory about it. Like Pre Vizsla says, you know, we stole this saber from your Jedi temple on Coruscant. And never really explained it. Well, this week on Rebels, they've reintroduced the saber into Rebels. The character Sabine, who is Mandalorian, uh, got the saber, right? <clears throat> this week they're doing a Trials of the Dark Saber. And they released a little clip on the Rebels Recon show that they do. And I showed it to you before. And it mm-hmm. the clip is basically the entire backstory of the uh, Darksaber. Done in like 60 seconds. All you need to know really well. Apparently, the Darksaber was created by a guy named Tar Vizsla, the first Mandalorian ever admitted to the Jedi Order which took place like a thousand years before A New Hope, right? Fucking in. Sign me up. An official Mandalorian Jedi. I need pictures. I need robot legs. And I need a goddamn costumer. Because that is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. Like, I'll go to work in that shit. Maybe a big tattoo. Maybe that's your back piece. Oh, pray pray for it. Pray for it, son. I'm telling you right Start now. Start a Kickstarter. I need images, Lucasfilm. I'm going to Celebration. Yeah, they got a fucking got tattoo fucking setup. Tattoo pavilion. I will get that done as a tattoo. I don't want it as a cave painting. I need reference-like material. It's going to be badass. It's going to look like a fucking Dio cover. He's going to be coming out of flames, riding a goddamn space tiger with his dick out of his codpiece and shit. I'm telling you, it will be majestic. I'll win every award. I'll bring home the gold for Blue Harvest and the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Give me that image, son. Yeah, I'm I mean, fired up this week. Yeah, I, see I went from I being it. cranky from not smoking 
to being fired up and super psyched on everything. <laughs> you're getting more oxygen to your brain. Your lungs are working better. <laughs> it's crazy how that works. By I the way, to... congratulations on that, man. Let me say that publicly. Congratulations. Thanks, buddy. And uh, you gave me a very nice gift. Oh, no, no need As... to bring that up. Oh, but it's Star Wars related. <laughs> it is. I'm fucking stoked on it. Steve, hit me up with a, a little early birthday congratulations on quitting smoking present. He hooked me up with the Fantasy Flight Rebellion board game. Man, I mean, this is going to segue because uh, we've played some of the fan- Fantasy Flight stuff previously. We have. <clears throat> and uh, we were in the Fantasy Flight stuff before they even got the, uh, mm-hmm. Star, the Wars Star Wars license. license. Yeah. This is something actually you're really into, so I think this will be a good topic. It's this whole sort of fancy board games yeah i'm into that stuff these days movement that uh came up over the last few years and i actually i don't say this often but i feel like we were even into it before it was really cool definitely yeah for sure like we were last night to... on earth arkham horror yep mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah I mean, we, this Ar- is arkham horror is is a tough game man it's it, fun though it's cool you die a lot yeah but, but man it is it is it takes about two hours to set up so you better it looks like Rebellion is going to be a, a fucking chore to set up. Too. Yeah, that one's got a big setup too, but it looks fun, and I'm I'm willing to uh, go down that rabbit hole with you. But yeah, yeah, we need to play fun. it, and then we'll the next time we have you on, we'll do a little review of it. Yeah, you hear me, Fantasy Flight? We're a big fan of Star Wars and Fantasy Flight. That's right, we love Free Fantasy Flight products. games. That's right, but Descent. What, we love Descent. Descent. Good yeah, game we I think that's the one of theirs that we've probably played the most. I think well, so. Settlers of Catan is that's not theirs. It's not. It's okay. not. But that. Uh, they have uh, some good stuff. Yeah. Android's a good game. The f- World of Warcraft. Was uh, good. Uh, that's a good board game. That was license. theirs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the Game of Thrones board game. Oh, yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It ta- it's, once again, another long setup. Long, like, you got to have, like, time set aside. You think Monopoly takes a while? Play the Game of Thrones board Shit, game. Yeah. I've heard their Doom board game is is very good as yeah. well the one that just came out I they kind of they've got a lot of cool licenses mm-hmm. it's pretty impressive as far as the star wars stuff that we've played we've played the x-wing i've got several mm-hmm. of those miniatures yeah you've torn me up uh over the space of whatever planets we've been fighting over Man, a lot in that game those and like i got behind on getting them just because there's so much star wars shit i can't get everything but those miniatures for the x-wing board game are fucking beautiful yeah it's very very neat game when one that is you wouldn't think translates well to like tabletop game you know like flying spaceships around in four dimensions or whatever and like but so good so so good and we also played the star wars card game Mm -hmm. the living card game Mm -hmm. there's a difference and that one's fun i have yet to beat you in that (laughs) yeah i I had your number in that one for whatever reason but uh, that's a fun game i like those games it is fun once again, there's a few expansions I need to catch up on that, and I will. And then now, we've got two that we need to try. We need to do Destiny, mm-hmm. Star Wars Destiny, which I've played a little bit of, and Rebellion. Yeah, Rebellion will definitely be more of like a weekend kind of thing where we have to block off an afternoon, Yeah, probably. Whereas Destiny, I think we could do kind of quickly. Yeah, Destiny is easy. It's, it's the least complicated of their games that have played so far, Star Wars Destiny. Uh, Rebellion looks like I'm going to need to read the manual and watch some videos yeah. and let you read the manual and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll help you. Yeah. yeah I, I I tend to be the, the rules guy when we play anyway. Right. Uh, and uh, there's it, it's lucky this day and age, if you have problems with the rules, there's usually a YouTube video or two out there that can help you along. So it 
you know. Fantasy Flight puts out their own oh, YouTube yeah, videos. Right, yeah. Really well produced, really easy to follow. What's cool about Destiny that I didn't even know is they have a Steam version. So oh, you really? can download it and play it with people. That's cool. Yeah, Ben was telling me about that. I need to get on that. I just remembered that. Um, what else? But uh, yeah, that Mandalorian thing looks really cool. Um, you showed me the clip. That saber was the first time I've seen the saber. Right. It's very cool. <laughs> you know, as, as someone that's a more casual Star Wars fan, I think it would be cool sometime to get you to come in, like on slow weeks. A slow week, and we'll do a commentary of maybe some Clone Wars. Yeah, sure. Episodes like the really good ones. Like I'm not expecting you to sit down and watch all hundred plus episodes. No, that's but, why I, you know that's uh, you could pick them out for me. You, yeah, you know, you know your, and just your see because like to me, especially Clone Wars, obviously not so much Rebels, but Clone Wars, I think is about ninety five percent fucking pretty great. Awesome. And and I wonder how that translates to someone that's not as yeah, check it out. I, I, I trust you. I, tr- I trust you as far as that stuff goes. You have a a good palate. So, um, for those of you that don't know, my buddy Steve here is a member of Stoned Cobra. If you guys like that theme song you heard at the beginning, that's because of him. He's my he's my go to guy with Stone Cobra. It's because of him and his entire band. <laughs> yes. But I didn't do the whole thing. But yeah. No, but like when I was like, "Hey man, I need a theme song for the show," and you were like, "Hey, what if you use this?" That's what I mean. It's because of oh, you. Yeah, yeah. And then you took it to the rest of the band. You were my emissary. That's right. Speaking of emissaries, I hate to go on this tangent. Do it. Did you hear Rogue One a couple weeks back when Michael Pappas thought that Varys from <gasps> Game of Thrones? I did actually talk to little birds. <laughs> <laughs> I sure as hell did. Oh man, that was good stuff. I almost fainted. Like I was so ready for him to finish the sentence. So, do you think he really talks to little birds? That was, that was priceless. That's good stuff. Oh my gosh. God damn. <laughs> see you, him Papa's. talking about it with his girlfriend. Why don't we ever see these birds? That <laughs> <laughs> we never see these birds. Where are the birds? <laughs> Born and raised, Queens baby. Cherry Valley. It's like the King's Landing of New York. <laughs> um, oh, man. Papa sent me on a fucking pothole again. Too excited. Like, I maybe should have, like, taken some NyQuil or something before. Just to tone it down. I'm so excited to be on this damn network. Um, fuck. What were you talking about? Star Wars. Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah. Showing you some Clone Wars. Yep. Like, the Darth Maul stuff is really good if you can get past the part that they brought a character that they cut in half right yeah. back it's pretty good the mandalorian stuff is good there's a lot of good that stuff, stuff to be has pretty interesting to me there's um some interesting sort of force stuff like where they go a little deeper into what's going on in the force and the mystical side of things and i like that a lot too so um Fuck it. Do you want to do some emails and some voice messages? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, give me just one second to set that up because you know how we start off this segment now. I absolutely do. And 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 let me let me before this happens, go on the record and say something. I am not responsible for this. This this is part partially my fault because, like, I'll say you are my buddy Steve. Right. Steve Mac is what I'm going to start. 
I don't like that Mac part because of motherfucking dad jeans. <laughs> Steve, Facebook Steve, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Podcast but... Alliance Steve. No, he's not even. PA Steve. Star Wars Alliance, the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics. Alliance Steve. Okay, that'll work. And G Money. That's two different. A lot of people have been hitting Steve C Cobra right here up on Twitter and being like, man, that Kia D song is awesome. That's a different Steve. Yeah, that's that's my me. fault. And and I have nothing against the song. It's absolutely great. I love it. But it, I just don't want to take any credit for this, right. the other dude exactly. who put in all this hard work. That is, that is Steve. Boston accent Steve. Steve, he... And I talk, all right? This is not just some random guy that sent me a kick-ass song. This is a, I consider right. him a friend of mine. Sure. Steve, let me know what you want me to call you on the show. <laughs> like your buddy Gerard that uh, helped produce the song with you. He's G-Money. Like if I had a friend, a Gerard, that came on the show all the time, I'd be like, well, there's Gerard and there's G-Money, right? So let me know what I need to call you, Steve, so we can give you the correct credit. But uh, give me one second to get everything set up, uh, set up and we'll... Blow some fucking minds with Kia yeah. D. I love this song. Kia D. Kia D. Kia D. Cockhead. The only Jedi master who can crash box. Kia D. Cockhead. Running around slaying bitches with his cockhead. He's a big Surian stud. He loves to split chicks with his pud. Kitty Cockhead To stroke his cone and suck on his balls Kitty Cockhead What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge But he'll be pumping spooge tomorrow Cockhead Oh no! I fucked it up. Joe! Cockhead! <laughs> G Money Cockhead! Oh, Steve, buddy, I fucked it up. That's okay. Dude, it probably end up getting played again tonight. Anyway. More than likely, yeah. It's such a good song. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Yeah, we needed to hear that hot guitar lick at the end. Okay. So that wasn't great. <laughs> I mean, the song is great. My oh, it's okay. performance it was awesome. <laughs> as a podcast producer was not great on that. I'm just too excited, man. I'm too excited. <laughs> Such a good song. All right. Before we started recording, Steve and I were talking. Steve Cobra and I were talking about that song. And I have one very specific part that cracks me up every time because I can I can imagine Podcast Alliance Steve like in front of the microphone singing that with like the headphones on, like turn my headphones up, turn my headphones right. up. And it's when he's saying, Slay your bitches with his cockhead <laughs> The way he says cockhead at that one part, like I can imagine the veins in his neck like bulging out. He's like so fucking he's into it. For, he's going for it, man. That's what I love about it. Yeah, <sighs> you can hear right away when with the the key of D's, like he puts the stank on it, and he's, he's he, really that's what it is. Out of it. He's yeah. putting stank on it yeah. in all the right places. Yeah, very nicely done. I love it. Great vocal performance. Stanky in all the right places. 
All right, so we've I've sort of hint, what is the I I need a Stone Cobra version of that. <laughs> the only for, unfortunate thing is is like you know Josh, he'd be like, "Okay. Fuck whatever." I'm like, yeah. "Yeah, that'd be funny." Brad would not. He'd be like, "What? <laughs> yeah. Who is Keith Cockhead? What? <laughs> like I'm not saying I want to go to fucking the Nick and see you guys play it. I need a cover version, Steve. We can do a side I'm sure that Josh and I can freelance you up a version. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, we'll see what's up. We're busy. Busy little bees this yeah, what, year. Yeah, what do you guys got going on? We're going to be, um, we're finishing up writing a few more songs. We're going into the studio hopefully very soon and going to shoot to take our time with this record, but kind of record it throughout the year and have one for release early next year. Nice. Um, also, we're going to go on a little tour. As oh, well. kick ass! Where are you guys going? We're not sure yet. All like, right. we just hooked up with a uh, got a booking agent actually, which is you oh, know, it's like I didn't know all this. Yeah, it's like we were level two now, nice rock, rock band level two. I, I think by now you're probably three or four, level I guess. three or four. Yeah, but uh, uh, if uh, yeah, you can check out behamrocks.com by the way this week, and uh, we're the band of the week. Not, really? Yeah, it's not a big deal. It's like local website, but uh, still behamrocks.com. Yeah, got a cool YouTube video and stuff, but. Uh, I didn't even know this. Yeah, I would have been posting this on. You got to tell no, me these okay, things. Man. I'll share I don't these like things. To brag. It's not about bragging. It's about me helping you guys out. I'd be yeah, like, you "Oh, you guys got a YouTube video up on Beham Rocks? You do, man. Um, one of these days, like uh, you know that you're a big time podcaster or whatever. Oh, we're gonna time. we'll travel down to a celebration and perform somewhere down there or whatever, or maybe like Pensacon or whatever. No, celebration is the ticket. Yeah, there you go. We'll we'll learn now. If we play there, we'll definitely learn a few. Star Wars themed covers. I'll I'll crack the whip. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So uh, we got some voicemails and some messages uh, ready for you guys. Um, let me scroll through here. I'm gonna do voice messages first, just because I gotta play those and everything. Uh, first up, we have Richie from Boston. I think he's actually got two voicemails for us today. I love Richie from Boston. <laughs> he says, guys. I heard that the actor who played Red Leader died. Consider this a tribute. Thanks to my buddy Araj for making this for me. Oh good, I can't maneuver. We're too close. Stay on target. <laughs> Stay on target. <laughs> that would be my special edition. I love Stay that. on target. <laughs> <laughs> stay on target um yeah man so i don't know if we cut co- i can't remember if we covered this when it happened but the guy who played red leader he's actually in rogue one um did have you heard about how they did that by the way they used cut footage from yes. star wars i yeah. think they used a combination of something from a new hope and some cut footage um he passed away last year mm-hmm. and it's back in the news recently because they did like an inquest into his death i guess uh he passed away in like you know in 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 england where he lived and apparently he died he was in the hospital for an illness but it wasn't the illness that killed him he died because he choked on a fish pie like the whole thing i doubt he shoved an entire pie in his mouth (laughs) But, like, I think he took, like, a healthy bite. A big bite. And choked on it in the hospital. Nobody was around to do a Heimlich. 
man, it sucks that he wasn't somewhere that could have he could have sa- been saved, like you know, a hospital or something. It sucks that his last meal wasn't something better than a goddamn fish pie. Granted, too... maybe that's his thing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've never had a fish pie. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like fish pie just doesn't sound like it doesn't sound appetizing. Like I'm a fat guy, so I'm like fish pie. <laughs> no, how about motherfucking apple pie with a pint of there ice cream? Yeah, there's you know some. What I'm I see some weird things like that. There's there's places around here that serve things called meat salads, which. It just doesn't sound appetizing to me. Is like, it just nothing but meat? I have no idea. I assume that I never order it just because it sounds unappetizing. I just assume it's a salad with meat on it, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's but just the way they say it's it. Advertised poorly. Uh, meat salad. Meat salad. Yeah. No thanks. Pass. Hard pass on the meat salad. No meat salad. I try to serve up a meat salad and it never goes well. All right. So next. <laughs> next up, we got another message from. Um, <laughs> Fuck, man. Uh, here's another message from our buddy Richie from Boston. Oh, cool. What's up, my Blue Harvest brothers? Hey, this is Richie. I'm going to be short and sweet this week. I want to talk about the ghost. Now, my knowledge of Rogue One is kind of limited because I've only seen it a couple of times. I mean, I've got fucking penis envy compared to some of you people. I, shit, I wish I could have seen it four, five, six, a dozen times. Anyways... Um, the ghost, we saw it on the tarmac at Yavin base, right? We saw the ghost going into battle at Scarif. We didn't see that bitch coming out. So I get a lot of fucking questions. What do you guys think? All right, take care. Okay, so I feel like this is another little something that might need to be explained to you, buddy. Yeah, this is definitely all you. Okay, so the ghost is... The ship from I've Rebels. I've heard you talk about the ghosts before, but I've, I've never, I've never known. And it makes several cameos in Rogue One. Now, what's interesting is actually today they release sort of a special episode of the Star Wars show on YouTube, and they went into some more of the sort of cameos and Easter eggs in Rogue One, and they talked about the ghost a bit. The ghost is on the tarmac at one point, and it is also in several scenes in the space battle. The reason a lot of people are wondering what happened to the ghost is, when you see that scene when Darth Vader's Star Destroyer jumps out of light speed and all the Rebel ships crash into it, people are like, well, is the ghost part of that? It's not. It's not part of that crash. They said in the Star Wars show that you don't see every ship that got away to light speed. They also didn't straight up come out and say yeah it got out or no it didn't but he said you don't see every ship that got away that like jumped a light speed to get away so that makes me think it's still around uh, a lot of people are questioning if like that's when the characters from the show die is during that battle and i don't see that so that'd be an interesting bit of meta you know if they did do that the only way I'd be cool with that that would be like some some pretty uh like good planning by right by the the director of Rogue One and the creators and of that the story show group, and, you like, know, like yeah. to, to to if that was what they were going for like that would be pretty impressive I don't know if that's if that's necessarily the case but I don't know that it is either um 
the only way I'd be okay with that being how that ship gets destroyed and those characters die off is if the show gets up to that point. Right. And we get to see that battle from their perspective that's and their, that's how their story ends. If, if that's the case, that's really well done then. That's the, what I mean. Like, that's impressive. Yeah, that would like, be pretty badass. Yeah. But if the show just ends at some indeterminate point and they're like, oh, by the way, they all died in that battle. That's not yeah. enough. That's, that's kind of a cop out no, to me. Show it, yeah. All right, who do we got up next? I don't know that we have any more. I don't know. We do have one more voice message, and this is our buddy Kit Fisto. I don't know if you guys know this, but occasionally there's apparently some audio production done in this one. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. Going into it cold, eh? (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. Um, Occasionally we get to hear from some of your favorite members of the Jedi Council, such as Kit Fisto and Kia D. We're special like that. We're a special podcast. We're, I'm a special boy. <laughs> special boy. All right, here's Kit Fisto. Oh my God. Becky, look at her butt. It is so big. She looks like one of those rap guys' girlfriends. Who understands those rap guys? They only talk to her because she looks like a total prostitute, okay? I mean,. Is this a song? Like, is he about to really do this? Let's hope so. I, I'm, I'm not lying. I'm 100% cold on this. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. Cert, cert, and cert mix a lot. Did he just send me the song? Is he like... Interpret this how you will. Check the song out. Ah, that song always reminds me of Kia D's sister that I fucked. Especially all those times I did it with all 20 of my dick tentacles. Hello, Kid Fisto here. I had to call again to respond to Kia D's claim that I am impotent. And all I can say to that is, he's just mad because I crushed his sister's ass. Him calling me impotent is like the pot calling the kettle black. He has a special Swedish Bacta tank in his meditation room that he uses on vacuum mode to keep his head erect. Otherwise, his head would flop around all of the time, and it is so hilarious one of the times we've caught him with the floppy dickhead. One time, he came back from the outer rim with a nasty rash on his head. Long story short, hashtag Fuck the hut. Anyway, thank you all to Blue Harvest for worshipping the 20 dicks on my head. And also, I have to say, I have quite enjoyed all of the emails and tweets to Kit Fisto. And I love all of my fans. Thank you so much, Blue Harvest. Fuck Kia D. Bye. Them's fighting words. Do you not hear the theme song? Kit Fisto, if you want to come at my man Kia D, you got to bring something harder than just recording uh, a like big butts off of YouTube for a minute and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Kit Fisto. Creativity. I was hoping for a. You got my fucking hopes up, Dallas. I'm throwing the gloves off. I thought you were about to come with some fucking. I know you got it in you with some song parody fire. That's right. And what you did instead was you come and insult my boy Kia D. He's given us so much entertainment. How dare you? How dare you? You should be ashamed. For shame, Dallas. Shame. 
for shame. Shame. <laughs> shame. 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 All right, let me... Uh, so we got a couple of lost emails. Uh-oh. We're going to finish up with those, but before we get to that, we got one more Star Wars email, and it's from our buddy Brad, fellow member of the Zack Snyder Sucks Society. Oh, yeah, fuck Zack Snyder. I'm with you on that, by the way. I think I can kiss my ass. Sucker Punch is the worst movie I've ever seen. Oh! <laughs> Coming out firing. I yeah. love the Zack Snyder hate. Yeah. And it's not even for uh, Sucker Punch. It's because what he did to fucking DC. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I I liked 300 fine, but that's about the only thing I'll say. 300 and Watchmen. I think 300 is pretty good. I never saw Watchmen. Watchmen, I feel like at first you're like, damn, that's a good movie. When you compare it like more with the graphic novel and you have some time to simmer on it, mm-hmm. I feel like it loses a lot of its luster. It's yeah. fucking blue dangly dead <laughs> luster, right? Those are not so bad. He's basically adapting already written stories though right when yeah. it's up to him to come to the story he and shits the bed he fucking bloody shits the bed <laughs> you're like not only do i got to change the sheets i got to change the mattress pad and the mattress what's up casper mattresses burn it yeah yeah there's like a big bonfire with fucking bloody diarrhea his out in the front yard like, his neighbors are like fuck he's making another movie oh god michael bay is like i feel for that guy I feel for that guy. If they could smell it like yeah. two counties away. Mm, they're in like Marin County, like mmm. Mm, ah. Zack Snyder's <laughs> at it again. He's mm. got those creative juices. Oh, probably. that must be the Justice League I smell. Mmm. No, honey, I think it smells more like a sucker punch too. Mmm. No? It doesn't have that dead rat smell to it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Will and Halls and guests. Hope you're doing well. I was reading a comic the other day, and it had the worst Star Wars reference I have ever come across. The protagonist is having a bit of a shit day, and she says, This is the worst night. Midichlorian's bad. Hopefully tomorrow will be more of an Episode 7 day. It makes me sick to write that. I don't know if people like thro- think throwing... It makes me sick to write that. I don't know if people think throwing a Star Wars reference in something is going to get everyone to automatically like it. There are some shows where that character's develop where that's the character's development now. A character liking Star Wars means he or she is really likable and quirky. Fuck off. It feels unnecessary to have Star Wars everywhere. On the other hand, though, I walk through a grocery store and I can't help but loving Star Wars cereals and macaroni and all that other stuff. It's hard to tell where the line is. I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts on whether you like Star Wars weaving its way through other things, or if it's overplayed. Also, what are your favorite and least favorite Star Wars references or unnecessary products? Thanks, Brad Love. Ooh, that's a good one. It was a good question. I that mean, is a good question. That's, it's, it's, I see that struggle all the time, even with bands. You know, people want to like the bands that nobody's heard of, you know, they want to, they want to listen to the cool stuff. But at the same time, if you have a successful product, you're going to see, you're going to see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's just, is what it is. This is the thing. Like when you're talking about bands, I hate that when someone's like, Oh, I used to like that band, but then they got big. Right. Yeah, they got like big. if they got big and didn't change their sound and didn't do something that was like, Oh, I don't like this anymore. Then you just don't like them. Cause other people like them. Exactly. That's, that's lame. It's stupid. That's yeah. stupid. When it comes to star Wars, Star Wars, if we're going to use the band analogy, Star Wars is the kiss 
of fucking movies where it's like agree. well it's on everything yeah you know what i'm saying in terms of marketing and yeah. marketing like i think star wars might have a little bit more to it than kiss i'm not a, a, a huge kiss fan but me neither me neither but i'm just saying like you can buy kiss coffin with True. a k of yes. course mm-hmm. i'm sure there's somewhere out there where you can buy a star wars coffin co- co- oh yeah surely yeah i'm saying it now when i die i want to be put in a coffin that looks like a x-wing and have that shit shot into space <laughs> like a fucking middle school science project. Hell yeah. And I'll just orbit <laughs> the earth in a, in a fucking X-wing coffin. That's a really good idea. Fucking like, up. I'm really good at this. Fucking up my <laughs> cell phone service. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like little kids looking through an e- like a telescope and they're like, Daddy, an X-wing. <laughs> and they're like, no, sir. No, son. A terrible person. <laughs> A terrible person. No, son. That's a terrible person you see right there. That's why we can't watch UFC 980 right now. Is because this motherfucker's in my satellite service. He'll pass. UFC 980. I don't know if they'll make it that far. Who knows? Um. But what I'm the analogy I'm trying. You can get all kinds of kiss shit. Just like you can get. Like if if today I was like shit. We need new measuring spoons for the kitchen. I could have Star Wars measuring spoons delivered to the the house two days. Amazon Prime. Darth Vader could measure you up a cup of flour. I have a goddamn Darth Vader cookie jar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Star Wars is on everything. Yeah. And there are times when I see it and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And other times where I'm like, eh, not so much. Steve's looking around there's, my house. There's literally nowhere <laughs> I can't cast my eyes in this house and and have it have grabbed s- Star Wars something. You know what I mean? Like there's Star Wars everywhere. But your place obviously isn't like you know everything else. But right. But yes, Star Wars is everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. It's a successful, super successful property. But they they didn't change the way they did things either. You know, they've no. always they it's it's been what it's always been. Yeah, ever since. 76 or 77 rather when the first movie came out and then the next year when the figures finally came out like Mm -hmm. it's been on since then like it definitely died down at a certain point in the 90s where you couldn't find star wars on on everything Mm -hmm. but it seems like at least since the prequels since the prequels started back up in 99 like i don't know that there's a time where i haven't been able to go on it seems i play that game i'll go to the, the mall here and see if I can see something Star Wars in every mm-hmm. store. And chances are I can. It's crazy. Um, least favorite Star Wars references or products? God, I don't know. That's a tough one for me. It's hard for me to think of least favorite. I yeah. kind of feel like we're almost sort of in a golden age of Star Wars commercials. The retro shit is amazing. Like the old Kenner commercials and stuff like that. But... Compare that to like, do you remember that VW commercial where the little kid was dressed up like Darth Vader and he's using the force on the car and his dad is like making the car honk or turn on and stuff and make the kid think he's using the force? Right. Great. I'm telling you like, I am not a connoisseur of Walmart commercials, but last year when they did that like Star Wars commercial, I legitimately teared up at it. Uh, it was like nice. that is an awesome commercial. They've done that several times with the newer commercials. So those definitely. I don't know that I've seen a bad one yet. I'm almost inclined to say that the Nissan Rogue is a little corny, like having a Star Wars car from Nissan. 
but I want it too bad to say it's corny. <laughs> so, like, I know it obviously doesn't get on my nerves that much. Right. I mean, yeah, no, I don't think there's... Um, worst one I've seen. I Shit. think if I had to pick one, mm-hmm. I think, and I'm not even sure they did this. I feel like I might have blocked it from my memory, but maybe, like, when um, episode seven was coming out right they might have tied it in with like some sports events that were going on at the time oh well i mean maybe some nba games or something like that well and you know they also debuted the trailer during a monday night football game right right and they'll intercut it with like go see star wars with people doing athletic and i love sports you know me yeah i fucking love sports i'm all over it but like just because i like sports doesn't mean i have to I need to see shots of a lightsaber in between Odell Beckham catching a football. Right, right. No, I know what you mean. Well, and you know, that's also a product of it being owned by Disney now, and Disney owns ESPN, so of course they're going to... It's aggressive marketing, sure. Yeah, I mean, you're going to see a ton of, um, you know, ABC, ESPN, Disney Channel, Disney XD crossover with these movies Mm -hmm. for that very reason. Uh, but I agree, those were a little corny. I saw some of those. Do you have a favorite? My most recent favorite Star Wars reference in a movie is in Captain America Civil War. Have you seen that yet? Mm-mm. Man, it's got a great Star Wars reference. The new kid that plays Spider-Man, which, by the way, best cinematic Spider-Man yet. Oh, awesome. Good to hear. Uh, you should watch it. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix, yeah. I mean, I'm caught up on the Captain America movies so far so you should uh, definitely watch it did one. you see avengers 2 haven't seen that one because i heard mm-hmm. some negative things i think you'll get all the information you need from avengers 2 and so well War. i can watch that first if you think you know it would i help. don't don't think it will i think they give you all the pertinent information cool uh the kid that plays uh spider-man starts wrapping up giant man like he's spinning around him with his webs and he's like hey guys this is like that really old movie with the uh, in the with the big robots in the snow talking about Empire Strikes Back, I'm not doing it justice. <laughs> so great though, so I th- great. I think my favorite would have to be um, probably from uh, Clerks, where they're talking about the workers on the Death Star. I think that that that's a good one. Because as a kid, you know, Star Wars at that point when I saw that movie, I was I was a teenager and. You hadn't really heard much of Star Wars in a that, little while. In a while, right? yeah. A, a lot of people. There was a, a long dead period. Came um, out when I was for a baby. Sure. So you know, and then the prequels came out. But I, I feel like this would have been before the prequels. Just about five years before the right. Prequels. Yeah. So, so it was here, before the special editions, even. Yeah. So to hear like this come up in a in a successful movie and and be reminded mm-hmm. kind of why and 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 that was a great question. Yeah. Like there, you know. <laughs> made you think I'm telling you right now I saw Mallrats before I saw Clerks as a kid and there's a ton of Star Wars oh, references a shitload yeah. and I was like fuck yes this dude is me if I made a movie it would be all these Star Wars references right. so then I went back and watched Clerks and watched Chasing Amy when it came out and stuff mm-hmm. Kevin Smith like I don't I will not give him a bunch of credit but he deserves a little bit of credit a for bit. like Sort of bring it back up, almost. Like I'm oh, not yeah, saying I see like what you're saying. I'm yeah. not saying like. Eh, eh, oh yeah, no. But keep Star it, Wars owns owes him anything, but like of not. But yeah, he was he was he he almost made it hip again in right. a, in a little bit. Not not he wasn't the one who did it, but he helped make it hip again. Right. Uh, with those references is because he was cool back then, regardless of what you think of him now. And I think he's fucking awesome. Uh, 
So. Yeah. Have you seen Yoga Hosers? No, I haven't seen um, a movie of his since Red State. Yeah. Which was good, you know. Tusk was weird. Yeah, I, I know that was a weird one and just was, you know, kind of an idea that he and some of his closer fans thought of, right? Was well, that... he came up with the idea on a podcast and was like, if That's you really it. want it to was... see that, you know, send in this hashtag. And a bunch of people did. And sure enough, he fucking made the movie. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Just and goes then... to show not every idea is good when you're high as fuck. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> Come on, Kevin. Go drink you an orange juice and just think about it for a second. <laughs> I, I would watch Tusk again. Right. Just because, like, I, I want to give it another shot. I thought Red State was really good. I liked Red State. Yeah, it was a good movie. Um, it was a fun time going to see that with you. Yoga Hosers, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's up on Netflix now. It's his newest movie. It's a PG-13 movie, which I'm not one of those guys that's like, oh, it's PG-13. He normally does R. It's going to be shit. Um, and it's starring his daughter and, and Johnny Depp's daughter in the two main leading roles. I made it like maybe 45 minutes in. That has not happened with a Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. That's I was in a shitty ass mood. I had just quit smoking. <laughs> it had only been like three or four days. I need to give it another shot because maybe it's it's better. But I didn't like it on first watch. So. Yeah, what are you going to do, man? I mean, it's it's tough to really keep it going. I mean, yeah. He he has so many good movies that I it, it's like I'll Met- never hold a exactly. bad movie no, it's against like Metallica, him. man. Like he's he's Metallica to me. I'm sorry, Sal, but like Kevin Smith had like he had his ride the lightning and his master of puppets early on, and now he and then he went to releasing fucking Stanger and Stanger, Death I, Magnetics and stuff. You know, I don't know that Yoga Hosers is Stanger. Or Saint Anger, rather. <laughs> it's more of a death magnetic, which I thought was much better than Stanger. But after okay. you put out that turd that's Saint Anger, like, whew, <laughs> like you could come out and be like, Father Abraham, Father Abraham. <laughs> I'd be like, way better, guys. <laughs> little supper. Little and like you know, Kirk Hammett's just smiling. I'm telling you right now, Kirk Hammett smokes a lot of weed. I don't know the dude personally, yeah, he does. but you know. can't be in between Lars Ulrich and James Hetfield arguing with each other and still <laughs> smile that much. The only time I've seen him lose his cool is in that documentary, some kind of monster, where they tell him they're not going to do any solos on the album. <laughs> he starts crying, and he's like, "Guys, what are we fucking doing? <laughs> no solos." <laughs> am I awake? <laughs> what am I even here for? <laughs> I'm trying to think of an adequate analogy to use. Like, good job, Brad. I like this email. This email has has delivered with the tangents. yeah with the tangents. <laughs> yeah, that poor bastard. When they told him they weren't going to do the solos on Saint Anger, I felt <laughs> bad for him. Like he's the one that seems the most likable. Right. Like he's always just been like, whatever, yeah, what go I'm, with the flow. You guys yeah. fight. I'll fucking get my Wawa pedal ready <laughs> when you guys need me. Right. He uses a lot of Wawa. He sure fucked up. Right. Yeah. I am not as versed in music as, say, you or a Sal. <laughs> I know a motherfucking yeah, Wawa pedal when I hear it. Bless his heart. I, I, I love Kirk Hammett's solos. I mean, he's a big influence on me, but yeah, he, that man loves a Wawa pedal. <laughs> All right. What's your uh, what's your favorite Metallica song off of the first 
three records. Creeping Death. Easy Creeping Death for you. Ride the Lightning to me is almost front to end a perfect metal album. Almost. There's Almost. only one, one bad song. One bad song. Man, if they either replace that. Kirk Hammett wrote that song, I swear to God. And he, you think? <laughs> don't don't blame. It's Escape, right? I don't right? know that. But yes, it's Escape. escape. <laughs> out on my own. Out to be free. That song sucks. Like, you come, with, you come at me with motherfucking creeping death. Fucking. Yeah. Trapped under ice. Trapped under ice. Fade to black. For whom the bell tolls. Fight fire with Ride fire. The lightning. Ride the lightning. Call of Cthulhu. Cthulhu. We just named all the kids. And escape. <laughs> that sucks. Their producer should have slapped them like you were going to slap them. We can do one last song on this. I know it's your second. Like, they won't say anything. One last song on the EP, guys. Got it. Got it. Well, we got to fucking fill out the vinyl. No. No. They'd come up with something else. Just play r- Creeping Death again. <laughs> Write a new bridge somewhere. Just, just We can't release this fucker. You know? Like, say what you want about Master of Puppets, but like that front to back doesn't have really a weak track to me. No, I, I mean, I love Master of Puppets. Ride the Lightning is my favorite. Me too. I, I think if I had to pick one, I'd pick Ride but the I, Lightning. But I mean, I love Master of Puppets. I'm trying to think. <laughs> Sorry, we keep going. That's okay. <laughs> trying to think if there's one that I don't like on Master of Puppets. I can't really think of it. One's not one. immediately coming there's, to there, mind. There really isn't one to me. Like that record is good front to back. I, there's not one I skip. To me, like if I had to skip one, and I know you love it, it's the thing that should not be. Dun, 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 no, I would dun, skip dun, that one. Really, I do like, like it, but. It's not bad. It's, it's not, not worse bad thing. or it's anything. It's not like escape fucking bad. No. <laughs> no. That's. Okay, guys. I'm sorry about the tangent, but if you're at all familiar with at least old Metallica, go listen to Escape from Ride the Lightning and not tell me that that is a... It fucking sticks out like a sore thumb. And like, it's, it's, so it's somehow still my favorite it's one of, of the their most albums. brilliant records of all time, and it's like they just decided to take a shit in the middle of it. A big dog shit. Yeah. Ooh, all right. <laughs> I forgot that you all like to blame that on Kirk Hammett. I think that was <laughs> Lars. Like, I think they, Lars was like, look, if I'm going to, if we're going to do a second no, album. No, because Lars writes typically, like, he helps write good stuff. Like, that's yeah. say what you want about his drumming, and I will say what I want about his drumming. <laughs> we I know. Have, but we like, know. But, but this dude can write a good song, whereas Kirk Hammett, mm, he doesn't show up in the writing credits too much, which makes me think they typically just, like, James I and don't... Lars listen to him and be like, yeah, buddy, yeah, let's <laughs> try that. And then they just don't, and Kirk just sucks it up and deals with it you know like fingers taped together why does he do that why does he tape know. his fingers because he thinks it looks cool probably probably know, hey fuck it. it it worked obviously it worked i'm pretty sure he activated his hair too before they would get on stage because that uh, his soul glow like jerry curl hair looked good does it ever bother you that they all cut their hair at the same time? Yeah, a little bit. Like it was a fucking band decision. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like whatever. Cut your hair. I'm sure, not one of yeah. those guys. Is like, no, Metallica's oh, only good if they got long hair. Right. Yeah, they get fucking headbangs. So but when they all cut their hair at the same right, time, right? Yeah. That is a Lars decision. Or yeah, yeah. Or a James decision. One of them talked the other one into it, and, and then, then they, were, they were like, "We got." And you know, Jason Newstead <laughs> was like, "No, I don't want these people to see my face." I look like a Cro-Magnon. That's all I got going is my fucking undercut. You know what I'm talking about? He did the undercut. Oh, yeah. I loved it. All right. Before we go on, my favorite thing about Jason Newstead, the former bass player for Metallica. Who I love. Always wore a Metallica shirt. (laughs) While they were playing. During a Metallica concert. That and he would 
working a motherfucker wherever it was absolutely necessary unnecessary <laughs> you would just do it i love it i still do it to this day in creeping death live shit binge and purge it is better than the recorded version <laughs> because jason newstead goes motherfucker yeah if you're a metallica fan it's on streaming go listen to live shit binge and purge <coughs> version of creeping death and you'll hear what we're talking about it's great stuff all right so last week i went on a little bit of a lost tangent and we got a couple of emails related to that. Um, and so we're going to cover those. Now, Lost is not going to be a, a constant thing that shows up. But I am I such what, a fan. I see what you did there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Lost is my constant. Uh, so here we go. This is from Vader Nick, our good buddy Vader Nick, who, by the way, spurred the Lost discussion last week. Shout out, Vader Nick. Sorry about your Chiefs, buddy. We're going to... I didn't want to bring it up, but you just offered condolences to another football fan and i didn't want to bring it up because this would be like you coming on and be like what's it like being in a wheelchair i'm sorry you, Bader, can, Nick. you can ask me we'll get a lost in a second you want to ask me about alabama don't I'm you i'm so sorry buddy. it's okay no no let's do it like uh, it's okay congratulations clemson if there's any clemson fans listening congratulations you guys are a better team i'm sorry buddy it's okay hey happens. it was such a foregone conclusion to me <laughs> that like i was checking my phone i finished working and I like pretty much had to immediately go to bed. So I was checking my phone before I went to bed. And I was like, oh, yeah, the championship game was tonight. And I was like, oh, let's check to see how much Alabama beat them by. And it was like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, it was a tough one, man. It's a tough, tough loss to take. Hey. But these things happen. And, and so many championships recently, people would hate me if I complained. You know what I mean? I was like, about to say, as a Mississippi State yeah. fan, it's a little hard to feel exactly. too bad nobody, for you. Nobody should feel bad. But I, mean, I still I like seeing my friends' teams win. Of course, yeah. You know? I, mean, I don't expect sympathy. But, yeah, it sucked. But luckily, I still have Aaron Rodgers in the pack keeping me afloat so far. That's what I was about to say. Week. That was That had to be pretty nice. Whew, it was, yeah. All right. Even though you guys beat Dak, my uh, boy Dak. Dak has a long and promising career ahead of him. I hope so, man. He looked great. <clears throat> All right. Holy beard of lost knowledge. What an epic fucking reply to my question last week. Absolutely every last word, loved every last word of the new segment you made out of my email. Awesome, awesome, awesome. The simple fact that you let me hijack your Star Wars podcast to talk some lost proves yet again, undoubtedly, that Blue Harvest Podcast is the best fucking podcast on the net. Amen. Oof. I'm feeling a little chafed from all this fucking sucking he's doing. I don't <laughs> sucking sounds. I'm saying he's he's giving me oral oral. That's what. <laughs> Oral, that's what I didn't say. I'm not saying you suck, Vader Nick. You know this. You know this. (laughs) Like to apologize to the listeners that tuned in last week for Star Wars and ended up with an epic loss breakdown. But really, if you haven't seen this show, do it. Thank Halls later. This week's questions are Star Wars Rebels trailer related. Oh, man. On all shows for it to just be the two of us, there's a lot of Rebels. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I digress. If I digress too much, sorry, I'll focus. Issue one, we apparently are going to get an Obi-Wan Maul showdown a good. Good, great, grand. But what the fuck? One of two things happen here. We either get an epic Clone Wars style fight or we get a tired A New Hope Grandpa Saber fight. Either way, we got a continuity problem, right? I mean, unless it starts as an epic Saber battle, but before Maul meets his long overdue end, he severely injures Obi-Wan to kind of bring some reasoning in-universe for the tired Saber battle we get in A New Hope. I don't know what say you guys. How do you think it will go? 
How would you like it to go? So what he's referencing is, in A New Hope, when you see Obi-Wan and Vader fight, it is not necessarily the most exciting lightsaber fight. Oh, sure, yeah. You're dealing with a couple of things. You're dealing with an old guy playing Mm Obi-Wan. You're dealing with the fact that David Prowse lied to George Lucas and said, I know fencing. What a clown. Right? And then he's also got probably 50 to 60 pounds of armor and, and black lenses and stuff on. Not the most epic fight. When you get to Ep- uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, they have Bob Anderson and uh, and like a couple other stunt guys in the <laughs> suit. Vader gets a little more energetic. Luke is there. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and then the prequels, they're fucking crazy. Right. Right? That said, I mean, when you first see it, though, when you're a kid, you're just like, holy shit. Yeah. Never once when I was a kid was I like, that fight's lame yeah, with the no, old guy I and get, Darth Vader. I mean, yeah, of course, when you watch it now, it's like, okay, whatever. But now like, that we have dozens of lightsaber fights to compare it to. It's still awesome, though. Yeah. This is the thing. I think as fans, we got to let that go for the interest. So, <clears throat> gotta. Yeah. To me, it would have been more egregious if in Rogue One, Obi or not Obi Wan, uh, Darth Vader was like back flipping and right. flying through the air while he was killing all those people at the end, because that doesn't make sense for the character. But if Obi Wan can pull off a little bit more lightsaber prowess two years before A New Hope, when this this fight with him and Darth Maul is going to take place, I'm a little more okay with that. Sure. In the interest of just entertainment, I don't want him flip flopping around and jumping through the air and shit, but. If he's a little more active, a little more agile, I'm okay with it, you know? Maybe he can use uh, the Force in other ways, you know? Right. That's what I was wondering, if maybe it will be more Force-based than lightsaber-based. Which would be cool. And also, you gotta. I kind of wonder if you could just sort of do an in-universe ex- explanation in that, like, in A New Hope, he knew he was going to die. He knew he was going to sacrifice himself and become one with the Force, so he wasn't given it as all. Mm-hmm. You could easily do, do something like that if you really need to explain it to yourself issue two so we're clearly going to tatooine have you guys thought about the possibility of disney giving us a pimply faced adolescent luke skywalker not sure how i feel about this how about y'all thanks your pal vader nick p.s can we get can we have halls gets lost every week and for the love of god i don't care if i have to read y'all's damn questions can we please have blue harvest trivia back (laughs) nice nice right steve's here the host (laughs) Yeah, it's, the trivia, we'll see about that. I, I would I would like to, but we need to get some updated stuff. There's so much Star Wars out there now that I, I'd hate to just do a trivia question that just focused on the two movies, or the, the original trilogy. Right, and well, not movies. just that. Like, It's not so much a matter of not wanting to do it. It's a matter of being able to, with my crazy schedule and Will's, Will's crazy schedule yeah, and your crazy mine, schedule, so tough, getting yeah. it all linked up to do it. But we'll do it from time to time from for time sure. To time. I don't know that it'll be let regular. As far as Halls gets lost regular, I think it will <coughs> be semi-regular in that if I get some emails asking me lost-related questions or something like that, then yeah. You know, yeah, I, I, lo- I personally love Lost. Um, I, I've seen it through. Ready for it if you need to. Okay. Okay. We got an email from our buddy, King of All Toms, King Tom. The King of All Toms. Fucking royalty writes into this show. Awesome. And I I believe this is actually our last email. I'll double check. Lost related. Halls and Will. I listened to it 12 hours ago, but I'm still laughing at Johnny on this week's Rogue One. Thanks for having my back, Halls. I was originally going to write in with a conceptual question about Krennic, 
but I'm not able to word it in a way suitable for email. So I'll stick to what comes naturally. The lost discussion at the end of last week's Blue Harvest, holy shit, get out of my head. You were spot on with everything, and I have never thought of Jack's kid as Jack and Kate's kid. You blew my mind. On second thought, maybe I shouldn't have changed the topic to lost because there's a few hundred things I could go off on, but I'll mention just one, a lost part two. Before last year, I was solidly against a Lost reboot. Had zero interest in it, but I have to say, after seeing how Disney has let Marvel and Lucasfilm do their thing within their respective universes, I wouldn't mind if Disney gave a green light to a Lost sequel, so long as it had the input of Lindelof and or Cuse. What do you guys think? Your pal, King Tom. I, of course, I'm down for a Lost sequel. I want more. I'm also torn because do I want more at the expense uh, expense of it not being good and sort of sullying? I don't know that anything could take away my experiences with the first six seasons of Lost. I know Heroes came back after several years and did like a miniseries that wasn't well received. Right. Granted, that that show jumped the shark faster. Fast. Right fast. after the first season. It was good the first season and that was it. I remember the first time I ever made you belly laugh. I remember <laughs> the joke. I remember the, where I was sitting. I had just moved to Birmingham. This is going on. T- you know, this year is my 10-year anniversary of living in Birmingham. Yeah, I did not know that. You were like, uh, we didn't have cable where I first lived. And you were like, come over and watch the season premiere of Lost. Or not Lost. Heroes. Heroes. And I was like, fuck yeah. Me and Josh came over. We stopped at the gas station and got snacks and shit. (laughs) Josh got a couple of Milo's teas. I got some Diet Dr. Peppers. Boom. We're there, right? Ten minutes in to the first episode, there's a scene. I don't know if you remember. But there's a new hero they uh, introduce. It's like a Latino lady that can. She touches people and it kills them. Like it like makes them bleed out their nose and their eyes and they die. And the first ten minutes or so of the second season is just her riding in a van with two dudes, and like it just keeps going and they're talking and nothing happens. And I looked over at you and I go, "Is this a motherfucking episode of the Bang Bus?" And you <laughs> lost it. And I was like, fuck yeah, mission accomplished. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, that was, you talk about a horrible season two. Oh, yeah. Goodness. But no, Lost was amazing. I think you're good. I think we're going to get more Lost, but it'll be a while from now. I would, it I could would be see, a while. I could see one of those three dudes, J.J. Abrams, Carlton mm-hmm. Cuse, Damon Lindelof, one of them towards the later stages of their career wanting to revisit that. But the, I, I think we're a ways. The thing is, is, in my mind, there's only one way that happens. Damon Lindelof needs to get a little bit better of a rep. I think it sucks, the rep he has, just in general. I think it's because a lot of people hated on him for Lost. Then they hated on him for um, Prometheus. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then they hated on him the finally HBO for um, what's the second thing, he, the third thing that he did? It was the people, HBO show, but I can't think of the The Leftovers? Of no. Yeah. Star Trek 2. Oh, okay. Is the other big thing. And then, like, he quit Twitter. Like, he was just real bummed. And, like, I get it if you're not into sort of the Damon Lindelof mystery box secret thing he does. But I really dig it. What needs to happen is Damon Lindelof needs to have a fucking hit. Like, another hit, be it a movie script or a TV script. He gets hated on so much, I wouldn't be surprised if he uses, like, a fake name when he writes and shit now. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
if he got another big hit, then I could see them being like, well, what else you got? Do you maybe want to bring Lost back? As it stands right now, and this is unfortunate, I don't know that the public perception of Lost is out there in a positive manner to right. make a second series happen or a mini series or a movie. You think Damon Lindelof calls J.J. Abrams like all the time, like texts him, blows his phone up, like, hey, man, let me make it. We could get the band back together, man. Let's do some Lost. I need us. <laughs> and, and it just says, like, his, his receipts say red, but there's never a reply. <laughs> that or he just types a period and then just leaves it so it constantly looks like he's writing back <laughs> oh no he he fucking just sends an emoji the like the shrugging shoulders <laughs> emoji <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing if there were to be uh another series of lost i am pretty sure jj abrams would not be involved maybe bad robot would be involved in the production side of things but i can't see jj abrams putting his mark on it because now J.J. Abrams sort of distances himself from Lost a little bit. He's like, you know, I helped them get off the ground and I came in and directed episodes here and there, but that ending and all that, that was all <laughs> that them. Was all them. Which is, yeah, that's, and, and that's true. I mean, like, no, it's, it, it's, he's not lying. Yeah, it's not like, I mean, publicly it might sound like he's distancing, but in truth, I think he he's wanting to give them credit. Right. I feel like, I feel like Lost was mostly well received right like I, I know people i know people a vocal minority i thought were hating on the finale but i did I, I feel like in terms of wrapping that up i felt like they did a pretty good job i think i think i mean you know my feelings on the finale yeah of course lost. you do uh, yeah uh, for an ambitious a project like that you know? yeah and see the thing is is i wonder if it's one of those cases where because the finale for lost had huge viewership Big ratings. And it makes me wonder if a lot of people just came back for that finale and were like, it was stupid, and, and but had stopped watching. Right, like they had maybe seen they, like the last three seasons. Yeah, they had watched season one and two or maybe season one and three and stopped watching, and then they were like, well, I'll watch the yeah. finale. Uh, oh, who are the others? I'll, turn, I'll tune in. Yeah, right. and maybe that happened or maybe people just didn't like. I try to justify it and be like, that's a lot of people that didn't watch the whole show, and they right. just don't fucking get it, man. Exactly. They yeah. just don't get it like me. <laughs> all right well i think that's gonna about do it for this week um thanks to everybody for writing in and leaving voicemails and stuff um a little light on the star wars news this week so we went off some tangents but if if you are a new listener there's plenty of star wars to be had you know Absolutely. what it's like it's a weekly podcast baby. we, we get stuff. a we get a badass movie and then the news dies let down mm-hmm. a little bit um if you guys like the theme song that you hear, please support my buddy Steve here's band Stoned Cobra. You can do that on Spotify, on iTunes, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. Soon to be going on tour. Maybe they'll be coming somewhere close and yeah, you guys can so. come see them. It'll be a small tour. You know, we, we all have... Sort of southeast. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll we'll try to get a little west maybe. I don't, I don't really know, man. We're going to do some weekend dates too, but right I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, I'll, oh, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure it. you're up. Hey, speaking of our buddy Jeremy and Ember, if you live in the Atlanta area and you're hearing this today on Saturday... They're playing in your city tonight. That's right. The masquerade. masquerade. Go see them. Yeah, and say hey to Jeremy. Yeah, from tell, us. yeah. If you do, man. Oh my God! The last time I saw them, his amp head caught on fire. Oh, you're telling literally me about that. on fire. That sucks. His bass lines were so hot. <laughs> yeah, if you go and see Ember, go up to their bass player and tell him you heard him on Blue Harvest. That'll yeah, tickle him silly. <laughs> and then you can. 
punch him in the nuts. No, no, don't do that to Jeremy. I'm kidding. I love Jeremy. What's (laughs) up, Jeremy? I know he's listening. What's up, buddy? What if somebody listened to the show, they heard that part, and they paused it, and they were like, (laughs) I'm going. They didn't hear the, no, don't punch Jeremy. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't don't punch Jeremy in the nuts. Please don't. Yeah. He'll come come punch me in the nuts if that's the case. And like I said, uh, check out the rest of the shows on the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Super proud and excited to be yeah, part of that. I'm so happy for you, dude. Congratulations Thanks, on that. Thanks, buddy. And uh, next week, I believe Will will be able to be back, and we'll uh, come at you with some Star Wars. But until then, for Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast, I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your guest host, Steve Cobra. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with all of you. May the Force be with us. <laughs>